The Leave Your Legacy podcast is supported by Wise Financial. Wise Financial is a Northwestern Mutual private client group member. For over 20 years, Wise Financial has dedicated its efforts to designing comprehensive wealth management strategies for business owners and many accomplished athletes. Through their efforts, Wise Financial has been recognized as an industry-leading firm. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the Leave Your Legacy podcast. I'm Kenyon Murray, your host, and today we have a healthcare provider who I know we've entrusted our family to um, for all of our chiropractic needs. Uh, he's a native Iowan, um, just a great all-around person, family man, husband, business person, Dr. Mark Havertape of Havertape Chiropractic. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming. Uh, so you're a native Iowan. Yes, I am. So I grew up in, in Manchester. So tell us a little bit about Growing up in Manchester, and you were an athlete as well, so yep. we'd like to kind of yep. hear what kept you busy all those 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 younger years. I grew up on a farm, so it's uh, I had hundreds and hundreds of acres to run around on, uh, thousands of animals to take care of. So you know, it was growing up on the farm is just phenomenal as a kid. Yeah. You know, you, you learn a lot about life, you learn a lot about death, and you know, just so many values. I I wish my kids could have experienced more of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, it was it was fantastic. I loved being on the farm, and, and you know, I was always wished to have a hobby farm someday <laughs> uh, on a small, much smaller scale scale than what we had. Right. Uh, but uh, it was it was fantastic. Um, went to West Delaware uh, in Manchester. Yeah. Um, played a lot of sports. I was a four sport athlete. Uh, I was really involved with uh, FFA, Future Farmers okay. of America, uh, which was a fantastic organization to basically learn how to communicate with people. So mm. I held all the different positions of, of officers in in the club. We competed at state level, national level. Um, so it was high school was really, really busy for me. I yeah. just, if I had a week off, it was, it was, wow, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, right. um, so it was, it was great. I, I loved the small town community. Um, it was just, uh, it was really intimate. Everybody kind of knew is good and bad, but knew what yeah. you were doing all the time. Yeah. Uh, so you could walk down the street and they're like, Hey, how you doing? It, it's just, it's just really, really good, uh, good community. Gotcha. And growing up on a farm, I mean, did you have a big family or were you I've got uh, an older brother and two sisters, okay. an older sister and younger sister. Um, so, you know, we we did a lot of chores, you yeah. know, and, you know, baling hay and all that stuff. It was just part of it. Um, so, you know, it really developed our work ethic, you right. know, as, as a whole family. Uh, the, you know, nobody's going to do your stuff if you're not there. So right. you, uh, the harder your work, the more benefit you get from it. And that's, that's kind of what's translated into my life ever since is, you know, it's, I, I like being my own boss. I have my own practice and it, the harder we work at it, the more success we have at it. Yeah. So it's just easy transition from, from that farming <laughs> life over to the practice. Right. Right. No. It, and it's, you know, that's so Iowa thing, right? Like yes. I, everybody, yep. I'm telling you, everybody that doesn't live here thinks that everybody here grows up on a farm. Right. Like right. that's, I was, uh, I was talking to someone in the airport the other day coming back and same thing. She's like, like, are, do you live on a farm too? I'm like, no, I don't live on a farm, but that's kind of the the idea. But you talk about the work ethic and thing like that. So you you go on, you graduate from West Delaware, you go on to Co College, yes. and you have a uh, general science degree. Yes. So yep. Did you was there? Did you have any plans going into college as far as like I want to do this or was medicine slash going into chiropractic was that something that you were thinking about? Then? You know, being in the sporting or athletics, you know, most of my high school career. Yeah. 
I really wanted to be a coach. Gotcha. Um, and so I was going to be an education major coach. I just want to kind of pass on to what, you know, all the influence that the coaches had on me, right. you know, and what it made me and so forth. And so I went to co and I, I started taking some education classes and I took some science classes. And I think my first education class was an AV class, okay. learn how to do projectors right. and stuff like that. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm like, Oh, this isn't for me. I, I don't want to, I don't want to education in this. Right, right. Um, so, and I was taking biology at the time. I'm like, wow, I, I really, really like this. I did well in the class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was a, a senior in, in high school, played football and I got tackled wrong and I came up and I couldn't walk. I was mm. debilitated. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand. And I missed three years or three games of my senior year. Mm -hmm. Been to physical therapist, been to orthopedic surgeons, pretty much everywhere, right. trying to get this thing figured out. And somebody said, go to chiropractor yeah. and went to a chiropractor and he adjusted me. I was like, oh, oh, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> right, I right. was back playing the next day with no pain whatsoever. And I'm wow. like, this is what I would love to do. You right. know, if I could change somebody's life in an instant like that, right. um, it, it, was, it was something for me. And I really never really grasped that I could do it until mm -hmm. I actually got to co and started taking those classes. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This yeah. is great. Yeah. And that's in my freshman year. That's when I decided that's, that's what I want to do. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, usually it's something like that. Not everybody knows yeah. they have a, have a instance like that, but, but going to that. So being recommended to a chiropractor probably wasn't like the thing that you would send athletes to do. And yeah. being a former athlete, I remember coming to you first and like, I'd never been to a chiropractor. Right. And that was right. one of those things like, my athletic trainers really never recommended I go yeah. to it. So what do you think that's that I that idea is from as far as not sending them to get adjusted by someone like you? Yeah. And, you know, when you look at sports injuries, a lot of them are soft tissue type of injuries, sprained right. ankles, pulled muscles. You know, a lot of that type of stuff can be incurred that. But I, I do. I see it a lot in my practice, too, where I'm plan C or plan D, where mm -hmm. people have been everywhere and like, you're my last resort. I'm going to try this. Um, but I was, I did, um, athletic training at co too. Okay. And, and I, I see the, the aspect of it, that it, it is kind of hand in hand with the medical community. Cause we had an orthopedic surgeon, um, that was our team doctor and you just kind of milled towards that, uh, that medical aspect of for right. it. But, you know, I, I think it's changed quite a bit. Uh, I do, I work really close with co college. I do see a lot of their athletes and it. The referrals do come from the training staff. So things are getting a lot better in that respect that we're, we're doing what is better for the athlete or the, the patient instead right. of, okay, we're just going to keep this in house and we're going to keep right. this. It, it's, you know, it, it's, and I do, I see it a lot. I see, I take care of a lot of athletes that are playing in division three, division two, mm -hmm. and the trainers want to take care of it first. Uh, and, and rightfully so they should, they see them every day. Um, but then I do get referrals from them and then nice. the patients do get better. So th there is, you, you got to have that little bit of success, yeah. uh, with some of those trainers. And then they're like, okay, we can't take care of this anymore. Go see Dr. Havertape and see if he can take care of this problem. So. Gotcha. No, that's nice. And you talk about things have changed and there's all kind of advancements when it comes to, I mean, anything yep. medical. Um, 
I know you use like a tap on me sometimes yep. and things yep. like that. Is there any new techniques or any new equipment that's coming out that, you know, maybe you're, you're using or you're thinking about putting into your practice? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I think mainly the, the biggest thing is the diagnosis stuff right. that, that we're seeing. Uh, you know, we use digital x-rays and, 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 um, I, I like to use a lot of the same uh, modalities that, that trainers use, ultrasound, muscle stem, those type of things. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, we, there are, I used an instrument, that, that tapping instrument that you talked about, how it analyzes the spines. We put percussion into the vertebra and it sees how that vertebra is working. Um, so there, there's different technologies out there and an advancement yeah. with it. And most of it is more clinical trial type of stuff, how right. it's working in the clinics. Are we seeing good success with it? And if it didn't, if it didn't work, I wouldn't use it. Uh, but I've been using that type of stuff for, for quite a while in, in the advancements and it's a really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, so it used to be, there was one style of getting adjusted right, right, and, right. and you can go to a hundred chiropractors, get a hundred different types of adjustments. Uh, so there's all kinds of different techniques and people are trying different stuff. Mm. Um, so, you know, if chiropractic doesn't work for you with this particular doctor, there's somebody else out there that it is probably going to work for you. Gotcha. Uh, so it, there's different, different styles of adjusting different types, different forces that we can use that, uh, that benefit certain people more than others. So. Gotcha. And so along those same lines, so how important is being adjusted? At, I mean, being aligned, you talk yeah. about alignment a lot. Yeah. So one, how is it? How important is it for us to be in alignment? And two, like, when should we even think about having? If we have kids, like, when do you think they should start getting yeah. adjustments? Yeah, you know, and when we we look at chiropractic, um, basically, it, it's a science. You know, we know about the anatomy of the body, uh, and we know how the body works, and so forth. And there is an art to it, uh, as far as adjusting. Um, it, it's, it's difficult to learn to how to manipulate somebody safely. Mm -hmm. So there's really an art to how you adjust and how things work. And then you have the philosophy of it. Right. Uh, and the philosophy is, you know, our, our bodies are, we have what we call tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, tone is a perfect alignment. God gave us this, this, what's called innate intelligence. Mm -hmm. You know, we are just a bag of cells. <laughs> right. And if we don't have that innate intelligence to tell every cell what to do, um, it just falls apart. And that's when we die or when our spirit leaves us or whatever, the cells, they just disintegrate. They, mm -hmm. they quit functioning as a full unit. So in chiropractic, we believe that the nervous system controls all that stuff. That's part of our innate intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now, the nervous system exits out through our spine, you know, through IVF foramen and yeah. innervates every cell in our body. So when we have something that goes wrong in our spine, mm -hmm. it causes interference, it causes swelling and so forth. And what it does is it interferes with that nerve impulses going out to those tissues. Mm -hmm. So that's what creates these dis-ease or, or uh, basically how our body communicates with each other. Yeah. If the cells aren't being looked after by the nervous system, they do whatever they want to do. Uh, so our digestive system might not work right. Our immune system might not work right. Wow. In chiropractic, you know, we were, we're always thought of low back doctors, right, right. you know, and, and that's <laughs> the number one therapy for chiro uh, low back problem is, is a chiropractic adjustment. Yeah. But in the philosophy of it is if we can clean up all that interference, if we can make our nervous system communicate properly with our body, we're getting optimal health. Our body is in tone. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, 
we're sitting in a room right now and it's always that one guy is, why is he never get sick? Right, right. Why is he, everybody else <laughs> right. is sick in the room and he never gets sick. Yeah. His body's in tone. He's taking care of the problems. It sees something, it identifies it and it takes care of the problem gotcha. without getting sick. You know, and, and so that's what we want is our body to be in tone you know, through chiropractic justice, to nutrition, through exercise, all those things that we do to keep our bodies healthy, that's what we want to do. That's that's yeah. the goal of, of the chiropractor is to keep our bodies in tone and keep them working as best as they possibly can. Right. Oh, man, that's uh, never had it broken down to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome to know moving forward. So when when should someone look at getting adjustment? I mean, obviously you see, I mean, kids are playing sports a lot yeah. younger and younger. Yeah. So you think about those kind of things. Um, you see kids getting sick. You're talking about, you know, kind mm -hmm. of being healthy. So when is, is there, is there an age that she's like, you know, if you, if you want to start at this age, yeah. as far as no, adjusting? No, anybody with a spine, okay. you know, and it's uh, I've got, I've got families that as soon as they have a kid, they come from the hospital, they come and get adjusted. Really? Yep. Um, I used to have a practice up in Independence, mm -hmm. uh, Amish community. Uh, as soon as a child was born, mother would grab it, grandmother would grab it. They'd come in and get the baby adjusted. Wow. Um, and, you know, those type of techniques that we use are really, really soft techniques. It's more pressure points. Right. But in the birthing process, when they're rotating the head to get the shoulders out, they can sometimes throw that upper vertebra out, which can create fussiness, you yeah. know, uh, earaches, wow. you know, all those type of things that can occur from it. The brainstem actually extends down into that first vertebra. Yeah. And when that vertebra gets twisted like that, it can create all kinds of different problems. Wow. I love adjusting babies because <laughs> for one thing, they respond fantastic. Yeah. I, it, you know, usually a couple adjustments and they're, they are good. Yeah. I, uh, when I was in first in practice, I had a mother bring in her baby is 10 months old. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, this kid has not slept for more than two hours since he's been born, not two hours. Wow. So we worked on him, adjusted him, sent him home. I said, come back tomorrow. We'll check him again. And she walks in and she looks like hell. I mean, she, this girl did not sleep all night. I'm like, this right. kid was screaming all night long. Yeah, yeah. And she said, no, he slept eight hours straight. I was up all night oh, thinking something going <laughs> wrong. About it, right? And you know, it was just those things like that where wow. some you can make a huge change like that with kids. Wow! Just in, in a simple little adjustment. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Like, because I, I remember going in and you told me you adjusted your Austin and yeah. Lauren. You adjusted yeah. them when they were young too, and I was just kind of like, really? Yeah. So that's amazing. And and once again, like I never got into these kind of conversations as far as like what an adjustment can do for you, but right? Holy smokes, that's yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's really neat stuff. You know, I always, I always have this dream of that I could put my hands on heel somebody. Right, right, I, right. I, It's just a recurring really? dream I have all the time. Yeah. And this is about as close as that dream as I can possibly get. Because wow. I'm not doing any, I'm not prescribing anything. I'm not doing any right. surgeries. I'm putting my hands on somebody and you can make a life change like that. It's just like when I was in high school. Yeah. All that guy did was he adjusted me. Yeah. But I, it, it went from a totally disability. Yeah to playing football the next day, just like that. That's wild. That's so wild. What, well, you say philosophy. So obviously you went to Clark College, right? Correct. Palmer. Palmer, Palmer, sorry. Yep. Palmer College. Um, so what was the philosophy there? Has it changed? I know Austin's there now yes. and, and doing yep. his clinicals. So what was it about Palmer that you were just like, okay, this is, this is the right place for me to go? Yeah, you know, and, you know, I was going because of the back pain. Right. You know, I was thinking this guy changed my life just from an adjustment. And you really don't, I didn't know it. I didn't come from a chiropractic family. Right. You know, nobody has been in, you know, I went every once in a while, my back was sore, 
But when you start diving into it and yeah. where, you know, chiropractic was developed in Davenport. Okay. That's where. Really? Yes. The, Dr. Palmer, um, he, was, uh, he was a study of Eastern medicine. Right. Loved it. And he was studying something called bone setting. It's something that is done in China for thousands of years. Yeah. And there was actually a janitor in his building that he, he had a little office there where he did all of his studies and stuff. And there was a janitor there that um, Harvey Lillard was his name. <laughs> and uh, he was deaf. He had been deaf for, since he was a little boy. He got kicked by a mule, went deaf just like that. Okay. So he was the guinea pig. Uh, Dr. Palmer <laughs> set him in a chair and, you know, the literature says he set him in a chair and he racked his upper vertebra. All of his hearing came back. Wow. And he, Dr. Palmer's like, oh my goodness, I just found the cure for deafness. <laughs> and uh, so he adjusted him a couple of times. Unfortunately, his hearing went away. Gotcha. Uh, it, it, he lost it again after about a week or so, but it made him start to think, how can something, he gets kicked by a mule, right. what happened to cause his hearing to disappear like that? And then I adjusted his neck and all of a sudden it comes back. Right. So that's how the philosophy started to develop. It wasn't somebody's back pain or anything like that. It yeah. was something as, as weird as I just lost a <laughs> hearing and I, I get it back for him. So Wow. That's okay. Everybody in here, we, we're all learning something now today. <laughs> very, very much so. Well, you own your, you have your own practice yes. and you run that practice with your wife, Jody. Yes. Yep. Yep. So uh, I, I just work there. You just she, she runs, runs the office. <laughs> I was going to say that my question was like, how do how do you guys complement each other in that environment so yeah. that you know the practice thrives as it has when yeah. it comes to how you treat the patients, your patient base? Like, what do you guys do day in and day out that really you know that's that really makes everything work. Yeah. It, it, you know, Jody is a critical care nurse. Uh, she's worked at St. Luke's. She was, uh, worked in the cath lab, worked in cardiovascular intensive care. Um, and when, when Austin and Lauren were born, she decided to stay home at, which was uh, phenomenal. I mean, I, I'm yeah. so glad that she had that opportunity to do it. Um, uh, and then when the kids got into high school and stuff like that, she, she started working in my office, but she never got out of the nursing mode, mm. you know, from when a patient walks in that front door, she becomes a nurse, right. you know, she's, you know, patients, they talk to the doctor, but then they don't talk to the doctor. Yeah, right, they right. talk to the <laughs> nurses yeah. and that's what Jody's, you know, is there. It, it, they're part of a uh, part of their treatment is, is just as much as Jody finding out stuff and, and right. treating them and talk to them about stuff. Cause you know, when she answers the phone and the patient's like, I did this, I did that. And she can answer all that stuff. Yeah. And, and so it's a huge help to me. And then she does everything else too. Yeah. I, she, she does all the insurance. She does all the, I mean, everything. I, my job's easy. I was say you just show up at work, <laughs> I just show right? up to work and, and, just patients and she yeah. does everything else. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it, it we work really well. And, you know, people are like, how do you do that? How, I mean, yeah. you guys are together 24 hours a day. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, but it works really well. Yeah. It, it's nice. It's really nice. That's awesome. And so, yeah. So two kids, Austin and Lauren, yep. Yep. and Austin's following in your footsteps. Yes, he is. So yes, he is. when he made that decision, how did that make you feel as a dad? You know, it, it, it was, it's, you know, you can't describe it. It's like, yeah. really? You really? That's my dream, dad. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, no, his first dream was, I remember he was sitting in the back seat of a car and he's like, dad, 
should I be the quarterback or a linebacker for the Bears? And I'm, I'm just like, oh boy, <laughs> whatever you want to do, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's even in high school, you know, he, and he's seen the practice. They've been around the practice right. forever. Um, and they, they've seen the success that we've had with it and how people feel and everything else. And it's always been a dream for him to, to do that type of stuff. You know, and some, you always, you always question him like, are you sure you, are you just not doing this? Cause I did this. Right. Right. And he's like, no, 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 this is my dream. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So it, that really made me feel good that it wasn't something that was coerced into him or anything like that. Yeah. He really, I mean, truly deep down, this is what he wants to do. So yeah. no, that's awesome. Because I mean, he's probably seen, you do what you've described as far as like yeah. helping patients and stuff like that. Yeah. And to, to see your dad do something that changes somebody's life. Like right. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, it is. It is. And, and, and not to forget Lauren. Now she yep. was a division one swimmer at you, you and, and I. I. Yep. And uh, so tell us a little bit about that whole process for her, because I remember, you know, talking to you and you guys are traveling around and, and watching her swim. Yeah. Um, what kind of career does she have? And obviously she's moved on and she's in the medical field as well. So yep, yep. she's working at the university of Iowa now. Yeah. Uh, when she was at you and I, uh, she was an exercise science major mm -hmm. and you know, that, that aspect at which, you know, it, it's phenomenal how you can, if you're not an athlete, you really don't understand what exercise science is, right? but you take it to a whole different level. And so she was doing some, um, one of her professors was uh, doing research uh, up there and she's like, well, I, I, I might want to get in on this research. And right. she really evolved with it and really liked it. Yeah. So she applied for a job down here at the university and she's now a regulatory uh, for uh, the neurosurgeon team. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So she helps with their, their, all of their research projects and, you know, some of the best minds in the world are right here in University of Iowa. Yeah. And she is in meetings with them, leading <laughs> meetings with them, yeah. you know, every week. And it's just, she, it, it really took Lauren to a whole different level. Right. Uh, just being outgoing and learning to, wow, these, these really, really smart guys, I can sit and talk with them yeah. and, and have intelligent conversations with them and, and help them plan what they're trying to do and how they're trying to help people and what life changing things are doing. Yeah. I love talking with her because it's, it's like amazing <laughs> stuff that they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what do they do? What'd you do this week? That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. And you, and you, I think you mentioned to me, she, is she going to get her master's degree too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Going, going to uh, get her master's in regulatory and okay. it really wants to take that next step into it. So it, it's, gotcha. it's it really, I am, I'm so proud of her. So. Yeah. Well, I've been asked this question obviously, because you know, obviously my, my boys are, in the news all the time, right? Super proud of them. But what does it feel like for you, you and Jody, as parents, to see your kids thriving in their professional pursuits? I mean, it's, it just has to be overwhelming. And I know for us, it's it's hard to describe sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. When you see your kids, it is. You know, and you know, I, I guess I don't expect anything other. You know, because they they were just been so driven in everything that they've done. Right. I, they're just very busy. Their work ethic is, is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not the smartest kids in the world, you know, but they work at it yeah. and you know, they're just never going to fail. 
when they have that kind of work ethic, yeah. you know, it, it's just amazing to see them develop into, you know, Lauren was, you know, it's kind of like your boys, they're yeah. a little bit quieter and Lauren is the same way. She, yeah. she just never really speaks up and, but to see her evolve and see her really starting to take control of her life and, and moving in those different ways and communicating with people so much better. It, it, it's just, yeah, it's just, oh, it all comes <laughs> together. The plan comes together. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's great. No, that's awesome, man. That's all. So, as far as your profession, are you guys seeing a growth in the number of people that are going into chiropractic care? Or is there something that, you, or is that something that all the colleges are trying to figure out? Like, how do we get more kids? Yeah, and, you school? know, it's you know when you're looking at that the, those postgraduate mm -hmm. uh, um, professions, you know, they're they're expensive. Yeah, you know? and so I've twice a year I give national boards to graduating students. Oh. And so we see the amount of kids that are coming in that are taking their national boards and we're seeing a little bit of a drop in that, you know, yeah. compared to when I was in school, uh, the class sizes were 250 kids mm. and, you know, the, Austin's class is about 140, you know, somewhere around in there. Yeah. Uh, there are a few more schools in which are La Palmer started another school in Florida, which takes some of those kids. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, we're seeing a little bit of uh, a decline in enrollment into the schools, but it's they're needed. I mean, right. it's it's we're seeing a shift in in our society where everybody wants to go towards a little bit more holistic. Right type yeah. of, uh, of treatments. And, you know, you can't get more natural than chiropractic. Right. Uh, so instead of taking a pill, you were, we're adjusting people, we're making them feel better. And that's appealing to a lot of people in the population. Yeah. Uh, so we are, when we're, we're really lucky here in the Midwest because we're surrounded by chiropractic schools. Mm -hmm. So people in the Midwest that, you know, you're, you're learning stuff, what I was talking about yeah. in chiropractic today, that's pretty well knowledge in, in the Midwest. Yeah. Now you get out into some of these other areas, they're like, what is a chiropractor? I don't know. <laughs> right. So we're pretty well educated here in the Midwest from gotcha. it. So we're kind of spoiled. You yeah. know, it's I don't have to talk to people a lot about chiropractic. They know what it is you know, and what it can do for them. So. Gotcha. Well, I knew what it, I mean, it has helped me, but I learned a whole other level of stuff today, which is <laughs> pretty cool. Well, I did have some rapid fire questions for you today. And um, and we'll get to the the big question about legacy here. But I want to ask, and I might know the answer to this one. I'm not sure. But the first one I have for you is, if you had one place to go for a relaxing vacation, <laughs> where would you go and why? You know it is. <laughs> Shaq's Beach in Puerto Rico. Heck, I, yeah, that's the it, best. It, it is. It's uh, just an amazing place. Yeah. Uh, Mike Shan down there, he is, he's lived down there a long time. Uh, he's got some beautiful, then the water is just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it is just, it's one of those places where you can go and you can, I mean, just totally let it go. Yeah. It, it's just so relaxing there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just listen to the waves all day long. <laughs> Definite favorite of the Murray kids for sure. Yep. We've, been, we've yep. been there a few times. All right. Like I said, I knew that one. I knew that one. <laughs> um, so what's your go-to comfort food? If you just was like, you know, I just really want this or you're having a down day, yeah. what is it? Yeah. It, it's a... Uh, Jojo is what the kids call Jody. Okay. And it's Jojo's lasagna. Really? Uh, yeah. She, it's, we'll have to have you over for some lasagna. Yeah, it, it's definitely good. worth a trip. Okay. Yeah. That, that's my comfort that's food. That's your comfort I, food? I, I, I love her lasagna. <laughs> awesome. All right. Now, kind of same area. What's a go-to feel-good movie or song for you? I, I like Forrest Gump. Okay. It, it kind of okay. covers, you know, it's got some guy stuff in there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, when you look at what he's Forrest Gump, yeah. you know, 
the guy just never quits. Right. You know, he doesn't care what people think of him. And he, just all these good things have happened to him, even though he's been kicked down so much. Right. And he's just, I don't know. I, I, I love the movie. I could watch <laughs> it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So my, my big question, and like I said, in your own words, what does legacy mean to you? Or another way to look at it, what does leaving a legacy mean to you? Yeah, it's it's... I, I want to instill just not in my kids, but the grandkids and the great grandkids. And I, I want that to, to keep moving on, you know, not just a financial legacy, right. but, uh, you know, our philosophy in life, you know, and, and how we, how we treat other people, you know, I, I want the kids and their grandkids and, and, and so forth down that kind of remember, not that they're going to remember my name, Right. But as how we are as a, as a human being, mm-hmm. you know, I, that, that, that's really what I, I would like to see my legacy go on as not necessarily, but our family as a whole, right. what it is, yeah. you know, and have that generational goodness, right. you know, not that I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm good, but <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I, I think that I, the more good stuff I can do that my kids can see and they can pass on to their kids and just have that same philosophy going on for generations. That's what I'd love to see. I, I I had it. I am my grandfather and my father, my mother, you know, Mm. they're all just great stewards of what I learned as growing up. I just want to keep that going. You know, no, it sounds great. And, and I love it. You know, I don't think that we spend enough time on things like that. You know, I mean, really like, how we're impacting people, because I always tell people, it doesn't matter what you do, where you're from, you know, what your background is, like you are leaving a legacy for someone. There is someone that is looking to you for guidance. There is someone that's looking to you maybe to light the path for them on their journey. And so I just, I just love that question because I feel like you truly get to see and hear and feel what people are all about. And I absolutely love, love that answer. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Love that answer. Um, all right. So t- I always leave with a quote. And so having you on today, um, this is an anonymous quote. I couldn't figure out who, <laughs> who wrote it, but the quote is healthy is not a goal. It's a way of living. And I know, uh, that's what you try to instill in your patients when mm-hmm. they come in. Um, and yeah, I think I need to come in and get an adjustment, <laughs> get another adjustment. Cause I tell you the last one I got really, really helped. Good. So, good. Yeah. Um, but a big thank you. Mark, for coming on. We really appreciate it. So if anybody was wanting to, you know, maybe set up an appointment with yep. you, yep. what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, HaverTapeChiro.com. Okay. Um, you can go in there, request an appointment there. Call the office, 319-364-6387. Okay. Uh, talk to Jody. Yep. She'll get you set up. And uh, yeah, anytime. It's just, we, we can help with anything. Even if you want to come in and talk, that, yeah. that's, that's more than welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again. So uh, today it's been a great, you know, Dr. Mark has been phenomenal for us, but I want to leave you with this. Uh, We are excited. Once again, we're making this announcement that we are now on the iHeartRadio platform Spreaker. So you can download the podcast there. You can also go to our YouTube page, the Talk About Network. Remember, subscribe, give us a like and hit the notification button so you know when a new episode drops. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, I'm Kenya Murray, your host. Until next time. This podcast is sponsored by Storyline Multimedia. Storyline is an Iowa City-based media company that specializes in creating high-quality video, 
photo and audio productions for local businesses. Not only that, but they also produce a number of podcasts, including this one. So if you're interested in sharing the story of your business with the world, contact them today by visiting storylinemultimedia.com. And remember, your story matters.